Welcome back to Say What Needs Saying. I'm Brandon. And I'm Zach. That's the first time we ever did it in that order. And for today, uh, we're going to be talking about just the market in general. Just uh, what have you been seeing in the news? Kind of conglomerating stuff from the from the crypto world and what Bitcoin is, uh, where it's ranging from. Is Dogecoin still something we need to talk about? Who's Shiba Inu? Uh, what's the real estate market looking like? Just money talks in general, but more of a back and forth, something casual. Um, Zach will get some of his points. I'll kind of look at, explain to you guys what I'm looking at, and hopefully you can create the conversation. You know, money is a discussion we don't talk about, but the money is being transferred right, but right underneath our noses, and we have no idea about it. So it's only right that we stepped into this realm and brought it to you guys. How does it sound, Zach? Yeah, it sounds good. There's so much to talk about. I'm excited. Let's go. So let me ask you, you're still in the stocks and crypto world, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What have, What is the most recent things that's kind of been uh, on your mind or it's kind of almost caught your eye in this in this crypto stock world? So yeah, the first is, and well, the first that I have to mention is the big crypto crash that is mm-hmm. currently happening that we, yeah. we bounced back a little bit, but uh-huh. the big crypto crash, um, I haven't, luckily I transferred my Bitcoin and my Ethereum uh, and Dogecoin for that matter to a separate wallet. And so I don't have immediate access to the balance on my phone like I have with some of the other accounts. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to cry yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first thing. I mean, obviously that's frustrating in the, in the beginning, you know, I'm still relatively new to crypto. And so that mm-hmm. level of volatility, dude, it's still sickening on some level. I mean, the thing, I mean it's a whole world trying to understand what a digital yeah. market would look like. We have countries like El Salvador, uh, Paraguay, Mexico, and I think almost like six other countries kind of came to the forefront and said, Hey, Honestly, crypto may be more successful. I mean, Bitcoin specifically, it may be worth more than whichever country's uh, currency is. And it may make sense to have more of an international stage is to go into an internationally respected coin. Granted, China is not right. China is not. And this is just all from the research I have. I can post. Uh, go to the modern investor. He does come like a news thing of just like maybe 20 articles just constantly mm-hmm. just telling you uh, what's happening throughout the market. But right now, China apparently has its own fully stabilized coin. Oh, really? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, 100%. Okay. And they do not like the idea of Bitcoin because it can mm-hmm. enter into their system and then thwart or fight their worth of their coin. Yeah. If they condemn the coin or if they stop the mining in China, which they have, and if you make it a fine, which they have, they're actually completely freezing banks and freezing individuals' assets if they're caught mining. So they're actually, these Chinese uh, companies that are allowed to mine Bitcoin or were mining Bitcoin have now transferred, I don't know why they measure it like this, but 300 kilos of technology to Maryland in yeah. the United States to mine. That I did That's, hear about, yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it. You want to hear my conspiracy theory? Talk to me, because I think there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's the other side to whichever theory you got. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't buy it. I think that that other coin is a sham and that someone in the Chinese government's just buying a shit ton of Bitcoin. Like, I don't oh, think, I've heard that. Dude, I've heard that. I just, that's, I, that is completely unsubstantiated. I don't want to pretend I have any evidence behind that. But, but. I mean, and the the currency that they're inventing may not be a complete sham. It may serve some legitimate purpose and it may Mm -hmm. be, you know, a genuine step 
towards in that direction for the country. You know, I think the U.S. should probably start developing some level. I who oh, knows? Will. We will, yeah. but we can't do it right now. We're worried about pandemic-y, right. taking shoddy stuff. We are, the rest right. of the world is already kind of back, quote unquote, back to normal. We're the yeah. only ones still lagging. Right. So I, I, I'm not saying necessarily that that currency, that their new currency has to be garbage. Mm-hmm. It may not be, but there's no way that they're not buying a ton of Bitcoin. Every time it dips, they're like, oh, OK, Yo, you know, there's a company called MicroStrategy that bought almost half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Bitcoin mm-hmm. is probably a lot of individuals in these. Com- there's a, a asset firm, I think, in Boston. It was probably the oldest one in the, in the in the United States. Currently, it holds up some twenties of trillions of dollars, mm-hmm. trillions. And this is a regular owned company in the in Boston, ha, has now opened up a branch for crypto. So if this place that holds assets for trillions of dollars opens up a branch for crypto, the funneling and the actually the term is called whales, where they come in and and almost like bitcoins at krill during these dips where it's where mm-hmm. this superior coin that was once at 60k is now kissing 20k they come in and they eat and they buy and they buy up as much of the bitcoin as possible because from what i've heard and listened to maybe seven different uh, uh analysts uh projections the lowest coin uh number that they've that i've heard was around one hundred twenty thousand dollars a coin mm-hmm. within the next two years if you have thirteen thousand, a hundred thousand, a Bitcoin, which is what MicroStrategy has, that's people in for the future. Like, there's only so many Bitcoin. If you're able to seize the market like that, you have an unsubstantiated level of control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing, and that's the issue. Is that a lot of people said the next issue that's going to war between the citizens of America. Uh, is a classes war. It's not going to be the race where everybody predicts. It's not going to be a lot of other, it's going to, they say it's going to be a classism thing because the have nots are getting further and further. Well, it's, it's, it's including more and more individuals and that those who have are keeping it and then keeping it in, uh, in a variety of forms like now crypto and the have nots aren't catching on. What's up? I disagree. I think that I, on some, like, don't get me wrong. There are issues that we need to address on on wealth and income inequality and things, you know. But at the same time, like, even the worst off in America now are living, you know, much higher quality of life than. No, but that's know. still going to be. I mean, just because from the outside it's not it's comparable. I'm just saying between America, between Americans is going to be bad. You don't think so? I don't think on class. I don't think we'll. I think we're. It's like more the lower likely, class and the middle class will. You no, know, I think it's more likely to have a race war than a class war here. To oh. be honest, with how things are going right now and how people is are you know focusing so much on on race as opposed race. to class. Because I think you know that's if you look at typical. And now we're diverging a little bit. Hey, it's but, still money. It's still know, money. If you look at, you know, Marxism is a class-based thing, right. not necessarily a race-based thing, but a lot of the current pushes from either, well, either Marxist organizations or people who self-identify as, or, you know, whatever with Marxism, it's much more of a race centered issue. So I think that the, the push, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, would you say that the race makes it a low hanging fruit kind of like they'll just they'll try to attach it to anything that's that's hot? Yeah, 
Because yeah, if, sure. if it wasn't if it wasn't a, if it wasn't a George Floyd or a Sandra Bland or you know what I mean? if it wasn't those, I'm sure that philosophy would have made its way eventually mm-hmm. and attached itself to something, whether it be school shootings, whether it be because remember that was a huge uh, issue before, and now sure. that's you know. But you know, oh, did you recently hear? Um, just because okay, I'm gonna explain how I got to that. Sure. Oh wow, I said uh, I thought about the gun, the shootings. Then I thought about bullets and the prices of bullets and guns. Then I thought about how the United States officially has uh, ex- uh, I guess went public and said yes, we are in an inflationary period. Mm, yep, yeah, just recently. That's huge. Yeah. We actually spoke about that on our on our Facebook or the Facebook attached to it. Mm-hmm. Hashtag say we need saying. Follow us on Facebook and say we need saying. Uh, and our website say we need saying dot com. Yeah, check it out. Give us some pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, Dad, your thoughts? I yeah no well first I it's frustrating having had the Fed and the federal government say for the longest time no 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 inflation right. is not coming it's okay it's all gonna be okay we're just gonna tr- print more money than's ever existed ever, ever ever and no it'll never hit and then now suddenly they're like eh, about that we but, are gonna have a little bit of inflation coming up and it's not even a little Com- consumer price right. index which is the thing that measures. Uh, I guess how expensive mm-hmm. the goods are to those who uh, purchase them has mm-hmm. went up from, I think, a nice number that we like is, I think, two. I think mm-hmm. they projected that in 2003 is going to hit five. Mm-hmm. That level of percent increase is going to drive those who are making $100,000 to a level, a very low level. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I think those who are on the cusp will fall hard. I think mm-hmm. even the producer price index has gone up. A lot, we saw what lumber did during this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, lumber went up thousands of percent. A lot, yeah. any, any housing material went up thousands of percent. That even led to the real estate market being extremely almost volatile in the same way that crypto is. Because in the beginning of, or what we just hit, we just hit summer. So I guess in the mm-hmm. middle of the spring, uh, every, everyone was buying a house. And now there's no houses on the market. You know, and apparently there's a, a boom coming but i gotta look more into that there's people announce booms all the time yeah yeah and if you announce a boom or a bust if you don't put a time limit on it you're always going to be right like if you're just like there will eventually be a boom it's like uh yeah Yeah. thank you nostradamus thank you Uh, yeah no so i i don't know i think that yeah man i need that real estate bubble to pop i want a house i need i need i need to start creating forms of and, and we and we, we equally both have mm-hmm. uh, especially during this pandemic we use it as a learning opportunity in many ways mm-hmm. um i'm in finance we're actually going to see how far this goes into possibly throwing on a patreon to kind of give some more in-depth mm-hmm. looks on where your money can or can you know can't go and right. maybe we have analysts come on there and talk about hey if you guys like it don't forget to hit us up uh either individually on our uh on our messengers or directly on Instagram, just in your thoughts on the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a whole, damn it. What's where I was at? Where's that? Well, where are you putting your money now? What do you think now? Like, what are you? Okay. I'm really banking. I, okay. First thing, first thing, none of this is financial advice. Obviously. None of this is a fan. One day it might be, I don't know how to get the certificate or whatever, (laughs) but I want to give the advice. But the first place that I, do is pay myself mm-hmm. because I can't work so hard and earn the checks that I do and not pay yourself because you worked for it. Mm-hmm. So I pay myself and I try my best never to touch that because that's my money. Then I go to the necessities. 
or I pay back whoever I need to pay back. So then I pay that whoever, <laughs> I pay the bills, and then when I look into the crypto, during those two weeks, uh, I look at the crypto. I create, I, I don't allow the money that I have to be the money that I just invest. Because in theory, there's so many companies, so many new alerts and, and pop-ups that you'll eventually accidentally throw in $700 in there. And I've right. accidentally done that. So we learn. We do it within three days. We wait, do research, go in three days. Wait, research. So I pay myself, take care of the responsibilities, put money into my savings. Paying myself in savings are two different things. Cash uh, savings or do you cash, use something separate? Cash savings. I don't know. Okay. Uh, do you mean like crypto savings? Yeah, I don't know. I oh, just we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And then um, after I do those things, I look into the markets. So in my head, where I'm at right now, uh, I want my money to work as hard as I as hard enough for me as I worked for it. So I want to find companies that pay back severe level dividends, you know, that shows progress for the past five years. Then possibly we could give these out on our Patreon because our money, I've, there's stocks uh, that have dividends that can give upwards of 58% per month, just, you know, including each one of the stocks. Um, and if you're paying, if you're buying a significant amount of shares of your stock, you can manage to have, you know, a thousand dollars coming in your pocket from the money working for you. Vanguard, I think they run through the S&P 500. They have a 33% growth uh, per year. So that's another place I put money in directly. That's a stock I put money in directly in. Um, and then I work my way to crypto because I am just like I've gone on the bandwagon, like the same bandwagon for um, uh, like Nintendo or Mario. I'm on the early train. I think I'm on the side of the billionaires, quote unquote, that project that, you know, there's going to be a million dollar Bitcoin, that there's going to be a, on the low end, $100,000 Bitcoin. We're currently seeing a $20,000 Bitcoin. If you put in a dollar now, we'll see what happens when we get to 100000 You know what I mean? So I think, you know, that's where I kind of put a lot of my, I put more weight into the Bitcoin. I go into Ethereum almost as equally because they, though Bitcoin has the biggest dollar sign, Ethereum is probably the most traded because of, how diverse its software is, its blockchain is. Uh, we could dive into that more into Patreon as well. We just don't want to give you guys nonsense if you guys don't want to care about it. If you guys do, then you guys will let us know. That's kind of where I'm at. I, my Doge, listen, I was there from three cents. I We all saw the 70 cents. Yeah. Um, I what was it at 60 cents before this, before it went down to 20. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I took mine out and I put it into things i believe in i put it into the vanguard thing i put, I put it into the etfs which are mm-hmm. compilations of companies uh that a particular i guess head appreciates or likes and then you've put your money uh alongside the growth of those sets of companies so etfs and stuff like that i lean heavy into the cryptos uh doge is kind of it's cute i still have some doge i still have a 50 dollar buy from like three cents mm-hmm. um you know whatever happens to that because the whole point is to use money that you would waste and I waste money on food. And I don't need to be eating the food that I'm eating, wasting money. So to do better for myself, for my wealth, and for my health, I put it into the stocks that I think can help generations beyond me. Yeah, no, that's that's the important thing, right? Is you want to have something to put away for the people you care about or the, you know, 
the the causes you care about, you know, whatever it is. Like people say, look, at the end of the day, people say money doesn't buy happiness. That's true. That's so bullshit. No, hell no. Not no, 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 no. There's no way. There's no way that can be (laughs) that's to be true. Go ahead, explain. Because it it buys comfort. I will say that it buys comfort for sure. And it buys happy. And if I give you a blanket, you're happy. You're comfortable and happy. Sure. And but it so comfort and luxury to a point can increase the chances that you're going to be happy, but in and of themselves don't like because right. otherwise it would just keep going up. Right. Listen, and the there's manufa- that point where it drops off the manufacturing of cow leather into a thing to hold dirty dollar bills. No, cannot directly bring happiness. But for our society, what a Louis Vuitton purse can do for someone who likes Louis Vuitton purses, who does, who cannot afford a Louis Vuitton purse, that will bring them a significant amount of joy within a short period of time. I would think a million. I was listening to a millionaire, uh, just some guy who makes a lot of money. I forgot what he does, but he is a millionaire. Uh, he was like, you know, if you say money can't buy happiness, then why are so many people who millionaires buy things that make them happy? And I was like, you know, they don't invest things that don't make them happy. They're you know, they're living, they, they they get the therapy that they need because they can afford it and they can buy, they can be the Santa that they want for their families. They can help, they can go donate to charity and they can become a philanthropist and change the world. If that makes you happy, that hundred million dollars will bring that level of happiness to you as he depicted it. We are not those, so we don't know. Only but to I a have, point though, only to I a point. If you look point. at, but if you look at, you know, happiness and wealth, like at a certain point, you don't get more happy, right? You just, you're... You're not happy. You're not happier just strictly because you have more wealth, right? Yeah. And so, like, I would say that that maybe maybe short term versus long term is a better. Mm, true. Yeah, I don't know, because even short term, eventually, it's gonna wear off, right? It's not gonna give you the same. I don't know. I mean, I know it's stereotypical, but look at the the pictures of you know kids in impoverished countries playing with a rock as a camera, so, right? Pretending should, yeah. it's a camera. And so, like, I think that, you know, there, there's a correlation to a certain point of wealth, but after that, anyway, but it does buy comfort and it buys, you know, the, the ability to provide and care for your loved ones. And that mm-hmm. is still important. Right. And, right. and, and to be fair, that makes me happy, right. That being able to protect and, and care for the ones I love makes me happy. So in a roundabout way, you know, I listen, guess you can still get back to it. No, you, um, you listen, you, you invest in what you believe in. If you believe that you can be the reason why the rest of your last name will be covered, then you will make the steps necessary to make sure that your last name lives on. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, uh, I enjoy thinking about Kanye West because just some, some producer in Chicago is now a multi-billionaire. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound normal to me. But for someone that I guess, quote unquote, we knew through the early music, family's huge. Yeah. He has solidified his family's name, at least within the American cloth of billionaires forever. It's like a de Medici. Like we look at these, we look at the, and we are on a different fucking topic. Oh yeah. But, no, but this is a good episode though. I'm I said, <laughs> it's a good episode. No, because we'll, you know. We'll roll we, with it. Yeah, hell yeah. We look at yay. And we, I uh, know, no. So we look at these politicians, we look at the presidents, and we, mm-hmm. you know, if we go back, we go back in time. We look at, you know, the we look at Catholicism. We look at um, the artists of them. Though we know their names, 
we know the Medici's names, we know the Leonardo's names more than we know which Pope John Paul was during the Byzantine Empire or something of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the rulers don't necessarily quote unquote matter. It's those who acquired wealth and could do something that contributed to culture. I would say the leaders do that too, though, right? Especially in olden times, you know, the king was the one with all the wealth and he was, you know, the one that was well, how doing many, all you, that. Which, okay, I think if you were to ask a survey of people who know more European kings versus European artists, I think the artists would win, no? You, well, European artists as in like from the 90s and 80s and 70s no, no, and 60s? No, 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 no. Or do you mean, wait, wait, oh, wait, you wait, mean wait. like Leonardo da Vinci? Okay. Right, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, John's, the Cristiano's, the, yeah, we don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I agree with you, but I think it's both. I think both of them, like similarly, if you were the ruler of a kingdom, Right. Caesar is going to live on forever. Right. And True. Attila the Hun will live right. on forever. Right? right. And maybe I mean, maybe conquest is, is one of the ways. But then, you know, you always people always know about something about a guillotine and, and a King right. James and this and, a, right. you know, they'll know a little bit here or there. Mm -hmm. But but and but and, and not to let us uh, lead us astray. The reason why I brought that up in in uh in associating with Kanye is that he's able to use his passions to provide mm -hmm. a level of stability for his family through the means that he has that he's you know able to get to so much so that this family would literally have to never worry about money yeah. ever again ever ever, yeah. ever like I don't you have you could have. 10 generations you shouldn't be able to touch the first billion right in my opinion i don't think you should be able to no uh, well the thing is i mean as long as you're smart with it you can lose money very very quickly you know what i mean like so as long as you're responsible on some level with it absolutely well, that's, a good, that's a good question how many people who passed down wealth okay how about this how many people who are on the titanic because apparently it was nothing but you know aristocrats and high Falutin individuals <laughs> there. I think the guy who uh, created Macy's was there. Some, some oh. of them, uh, some of that, um, or a Strauss brother, unsure. But I want to know how much of their wealth was able to be passed on, mm -hmm. and then it will show kind of the probability of smart money because we know the Chases, we know the uh, Rockefellers, we know the Duponts, you know, but mm -hmm. we don't know. Maybe those are just the lucky five or some or lucky fifteen. Yeah. No, no, money is very important. We don't talk about it. And that's why, you know, when people pass, you pass down nothing. You pass down mm -hmm. shoes. You pass down debt. You pass down responsibilities. You don't pass down assets. Um, something that I definitely didn't start the podcast on, but I, by the time this podcast has a commercial on television, the world of finance will be in my immediate grasp just because of how much I care about the things that I care about. You know, I, I didn't, I don't know about money. We don't know about money. I, I walked into yeah. debt. Like I don't, I was never taught to save. If I was taught right. to save, I wouldn't be in half the predicaments I wind myself up in. But now with, with even with the podcast, opportunity meets, what's it? I think private preparation meets opportunity, something like that. You know, we do these episodes, we look up the stuff, we try to give you guys the information that in turn helps us. And we, it's like a feedback loop. So you yeah. know, as long as we keep the conversation going, I want you guys to help us too. I want you guys to tell us what you guys care about. Where do you guys want to see your money go? If you do like mm -hmm. shoes, yo, I want to start getting into the art. I like, I like art. I love art. I like even being 
even throw my name in the world of saying I'm an artist just because I've created art in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, investing in art is huge and it's lucrative and it's what the million billionaires are doing. So why can't we? Because we in this era, I think we can. There's the the playing field is starting to get even. In can, the in the it's it's out there. Yeah, you can invest in a piece of anything now, right? Like yeah. so, that's the thing. Any opportunity is open to you at some point. I mean, because I'm in that's the boat I'm in right now. I don't I don't make that much money. I don't want to say I don't make that much money because to me it's still a lot of money. But that's like right. you know, I I. I don't have an extremely high amount of investable income, right? But like, I'll still, you know, just the idea of putting something away and doing something Mm. and then seeing what can come of that. Look, so when when COVID hit, and I know I've talked about this on on some level before, but when COVID hit and, and things locked down, one of the things they did was put the interest rate of student loans, federal student loans at 0%, right? I typically with at least how I was doing it previously, I don't really do it on a monthly basis because they're, they're deferred. I mean, they're getting a little bit of interest, but like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'll just kind of pay in bulk at, at certain points. And and I know that's not the best strategy, but regardless, then it it makes sense to me. Yeah. And so it hit 0% interest. So I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not going to start, you know, (laughs) be paying, (laughs) paying on it right now. I'll invest it and then pay on it later. And so I did, that was why I recently liquefied my brokerage account is because that was always the plan was I, you know, after a certain point, I was like, okay, now sell off and pay off that loan. But, you know, having some, some level of plan and some level of exposure to different areas, right? So mm-hmm. look, for for example, when that the big crypto crash happened, and not even just this one, but the last one where Bitcoin dropped from, you know, 60 some to 30 some or whatever, mm-hmm. that was shortly after I liquefied my brokerage account. I remember, right? yeah. And, and so don't get me wrong, the stock market wasn't doing so hot then either. But, but because I did that, I still had money in my IRA, right? So I still had mm-hmm. some exposure to stock through that. But because of that, all of my semi-liquid stuff was now in crypto and that crash hit like a fucking truck, right? right? So to be able to expose yourself to different areas, like, you know, it's important and it's important just to know about it, just to know, you know, look, even if you buy, throw 50 bucks in Bitcoin just so that you've got an account with a crypto brokerage and then maybe, you know, you can you can diversify a little into it mm-hmm. um, over time. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, I've recently I've been trying to build up my cash savings a little more. I converted a little bit of my cash savings into stable coins um, just because. What's a stable coin? So stable coins are technically they're they're a little different than the typical cryptocurrency. But basically they are set to maintain a value of one dollar or at least most of them are one dollar. Um, and they do that by various means. Um, some of them will back the crypto. Some of them won't. Some of them, like Tether, have said that they did, and then it turned out that they were over-exaggerating how much they backed it. Um, mm-hmm. Others have different mechanisms. But regardless, they are meant to provide some form of liquidity in the crypto market because then, you know, let's say you've got 100 bucks on your Coinbase account and mm-hmm. you want to buy Bitcoin. Okay, so you buy Bitcoin. Well, now you want to sell some Bitcoin and buy some Ethereum with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a slightly more complicated process to go from crypto to fiat 
back to a different crypto when you could just go, you know, Bitcoin to a stable coin and then to Ethereum from that. Um, Let's do a money talks segment on uh, on stable coins just to just to enlighten those who want to listen. You know what I mean? Sure. But I really wanted to to stop you earlier, but you were just on like a fantastic. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, You said you put your money in stocks. Yeah. And when you needed it, you had you, you first of all you had a plan. Mm-hmm. Money in stocks, it grew, and you pulled it out. Yep. Your goal may not be to continue and pay off your family. No, if your goal is a house, if your goal is a duplex where your your rent can your rent your uh, tenant can pay your rent for you, where you can almost live quote unquote rent free. That if that's your goal, then that's a viable way to use the market. Many people you if you want to use it for some type of fun for your uh for your child or if you want to start putting money away in things that grow, you know, you if you put you leave your money in the bank, you're not even going to get 1% a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you put it in a lot of, if you do the research or, you know, follow some Patreon cough whenever that comes out. Uh well, you know, the stocks will be out there. We'll get financial anal- analysts to Explain where's the best uh, ETFs to throw our money in long term, short term, and for the goals. If anything, drop your goals, uh, drop your financial goals in the comments. We're actually gonna uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna implement that after this on all our social media platforms. Uh, we'll ask what are your financial goals, one year, five year, and fifteen years. Let's start the conversation. Zach, anything else to say, bro? I don't know. I think you covered it pretty well. Um, you know, don't invest any money you can't lose. And if yeah. you can stand to lose it or if you want to keep it a little long term, consider a different risk reward ratio. You know, throw something in something a little riskier if you can if you can afford to lose it. If you think that you want a higher payout, you know, and yeah. but just be ready to again, be ready lose to it. lose whatever. And, you know, obviously none of this is financial advice and and all of that, but no, no, I think this was good. And look, I think that honestly, no, there is one thing, one thing, one thing I'll bring up. I really liked how, and, and one thing that I hope society gets better at and one goal mm-hmm. of this podcast, money and politics and whatever else we touched on culture with uh, Kanye West and everything yeah. all integrated into one very, you know, cohesive. fluid, yeah, cohesive, fluid conversation where we touched on four or five incredibly important parts of our society instead of four or five random bullshit, you know, things that get strung together in a, you know, in a normal conversation. So these are the kinds of conversations that are important. And I'm excited that we got to have one. I mean, if anything, I would almost challenge or because I, I project a lot, uh, very much so accidentally. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I project that our audience, if you know, not saying if they're consistent, but if they enjoy the show, eventually their conversations with either us, because you can come on and speak anonymously, mm-hmm. or even with your family, because they know who you are. You can have these conversations and expand the minds. I think I was at uh, I was at a graduation recently, and I was explaining Dogecoin. And one person was like, "Yo, man, don't just don't need to explain it. Like, you know, it's it's it's, it's falling upon deaf ears." And I was like, "I wouldn't do that. I'll always fight to try to inform those who want to learn. If you mm-hmm. want to know about some shit, I'm gonna show you. If, if all, but even if I can give you an article or a link, we're gonna show you. You know, and that's if saying what he's saying was an action, it will be doing he's doing, and we're gonna try to do that." Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. We've got a lot of big things on the horizon. Yes, we've we got do. a lot of things that we're putting together. So in general, we've asked this a couple of times, but in general, let us know what you think. You know, if you listen to this episode, if you listen to other episodes, let us know what you think. What do you want to see in the future? What topics haven't we touched on that you yeah. want to see? Um, and let's go. Let's go. Zach, say when you sing audience, we're out of here. <laughs>